Hey, welcome to the slightest disclaimer time. There's going to be swearing and there are going to be spoilers. So if you've got kids around, pop us in your ears. And if you don't want to hear any spoilers, go away, watch the show and come back later. We're always going to be here and we're always going to be free. We're not associated with Wentworth, Fremantle or Foxtel. We're just some fans talking about a show that we love and our opinions are our own. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Slot. It's been a while, so I thought I'd treat you today with a special guest interview. I caught up with Zoe Tarakas, who plays Reb Keen on season 8 of Wentworth. Reb being a trans character and Zoe being trans themselves, we decided to chat about being trans in the media and trans representation. Enjoy. Hello everybody who listens to This Slot. I'm here with Zoe Tarakas, um, off of... Wentworth season eight now um, and we're going to be talking about LGBTQ representation and in particular trans representation in the media. Um, so hello Zoe, thank you for joining us. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very excellent. And um, before we begin, can I just ask name and pronouns please? Um, my name is Zoe Tarakis and my pronouns are they, them. This is one question I get asked so many times. How do I ask somebody their name and pronouns without offending them? Ah, yes. I think we just need to make it as casual as, hey, how are you? You just can't, it's not, you can't assume, you know? Like what somebody looks like says nothing about their gender identity. And there's this really great thing. I don't know if it's happening in the UK with you guys, but it's happening over here um, with like plays. Like I do a lot of theatre and... Mm-hmm. On the first day of rehearsal, this amazing thing that everyone started doing is like, you know, because you always do an introduction circle. It's like when you start any new job, you're like, hi, yeah. I'm Zoe, I'm playing this role and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the directors have just started doing it. And these are all like cisgender directors, predominantly cisgender casts. And the director will just go, hello, I'm Sarah, I'm the director, my pronouns are she, her. And so everyone That's has to amazing. do it. And it just takes the onus off the genderqueer person in the room to have to put their hand up and like kind of feel like the odd one out you know because it puts everyone on the same playing field like everyone has to say their pronouns um yeah which I just think is a massive step in the right direction you know it's so good like those that makes me really happy to think that this is happening yeah Um, it's exciting yeah because I mean even like 10 years ago yeah um, this this wasn't a thing this wasn't yeah Yeah. So to know that it's happening for other young um, queer people is, like, that makes me feel kind of happy. Yeah, I feel very lucky, you know, like, to be coming up in this time because I have total understanding and respect that 10 years ago this would not be as easy as as it is right now, you know. And, like, sure, there are still challenges, but we're lucky, you know, that there's such an awareness and such a culture and language around it now, you know. Yeah, but it's people who are in, in the limelight who are... Um, able to say, hang on, this is me, these are my pronouns, yeah. and do not assume. I think the do not assume bit is the most important Absolutely. lesson, really. Yeah. Um, to reach people that this kind of thing wouldn't usually reach. Absolutely. Hmm. So that leads me into my first question, really, about yes. representation of trans people in the media. Yes. And kind of its importance, how has it influenced you, really? Oh, I just think it's so vital, like, you know, this is not, um, this is all kind of new for me, the whole genderqueer thing, like uh, only, you know, a year or so, maybe a bit more. Um, mm. But it was from reading um, Jill Soloway, you know, Jill Soloway, they created yeah. Transparent, that TV show. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they wrote this book called She Wants It. 
and I read it and it was, it just changed my life. Like I was like, Oh my God, I felt like this forever. And I didn't, I just didn't have the language for it yet. And I think the more we do stuff like that, you know, like people like, um, Chella man, uh, deaf trans person. Um, and he like seeing people like that, um, we've got a director here called cloudy roads and on binary and just like having access to these people is so liberating and so important and so life affirming. Um, cause mm. you just start to go like, well, if people like you can do it and do it so well and be so magnificent, then I feel I have the courage to do it too. You know, I think it's, yeah, I think there's been, there's been a huge surge in recent years of, um, a binary trans identities being yeah. included in media. Yeah. And I think we're now starting to see this non-binary kind of emergence in yeah. representation in the media. Totally. Yeah, which is really changing the face of how people um, behave around gender and the language people yeah. are using. And that's the really important thing is language. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I get, I, I have full respect and understanding that it's hard and it's new, mm-hmm. um, like I mean to western cultures it's new it's been around for forever um in other cultures um but so like I think patience is important and it's frustrating but you know like we have to bring people in and help them to understand otherwise we're not going to get anywhere um but the fact that people are trying makes such a difference you know it's like I don't care if people mess it up from yeah. time to time, as long as you're giving it a red hot go, yeah. you know, that's the important thing. Because everyone slips up. I still slip up, you know, yeah, it's hard. Me too. Like, um, yeah, nobody's perfect with this stuff. And it's about kind of abandoning the idea of perfection altogether and just go, if we all try a little bit, the world is going to be a much better place for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm completely on the page of I don't care if people make mistakes, especially surrounding like my yeah. pronouns or anything like that, as yeah. long as they are trying. And they don't mean mm-hmm. it in an offensive way. And I think it's about intent and and exactly yeah, how people exactly. are feeling it. I think that's really important. Yeah. I think there's way too much of this um, expectation of perfectionism. And also it creates a bit of an us and them thing. Yeah. Which I don't think has served anyone ever in any circumstance. No. Nope. Um, and it's something, um, I don't know if you've ever watched Nanette, Hannah Gatsby's thing. Yes. Um, oh, brilliant. brilliant. But she says this amazing thing. She's like, I, I am angry and I have a right to be angry, but I also don't want to unite everyone in anger. Yeah. And I think anger can be really productive in a lot of ways. Sure. And everyone who is marginalized has every right to be angry. I think it, it, it's, you know, how is, how can you not be angry in mm. these times that we're living in? But it's not a healthy thing to unite people in a lot of the time. Yeah. And this excludes some situations, but I think patience and empathy and mm. kindness and understanding is the way through this. Yeah, and I think kind of that realisation that people don't know this unless it happens to them or exactly. it's brought to their attention in some way. So I know, mm-hmm. like, certainly mm-hmm. my family didn't have a clue about any of this yeah, before absolutely. I kind of tried along. Um, yeah. And that's exactly the same as many other people, you know, in the street, they're probably not going to know about it until somebody confronts them with it. Absolutely. So it's having that patience and having that understanding mm-hmm. We were all mm-hmm. new once. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm. We've all been that person who didn't know what it was. Yeah. Exactly. That's a really beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah, we've all been that person Googling furiously what that term cisgender exactly. means. Exactly. We've all been there. Exactly. 
Yeah, and so you've got to have patience with people who are just in different places in their journey. So from your perspective, was there anything particular that kind of kick-started emotion into this increase in representation in the media? Um, well, I've been out as um, gay in the TV industry, not for the first year I started acting, but from pretty much then on, like, I um, booked to some kind of older queer people who were very mm. successful and I was like help <laughs> I don't know what to do and um they were all like uh, you know Kate Box in particular who's now <laughs> you know we're working together which is just a dream come true um you know they all kind of said darling you you have made a call because I did it mm. and you want to be that, that person for someone else and since then I haven't looked back because it's just kind of been this ongoing thing of like oh this is bigger than me mm. put your ego aside put your fears about what this is going to do to your career aside it's bigger than you and you don't know what this is going to do for the next young person you know like but that must have been an incredibly difficult decision to make uh yeah with the it was it was big and it's scary and it's continuously scary and I'm always worried about what it's going to do for work and stuff like that but it's also there are some things are just more important mm. and I don't I don't I'm not a person who I'm very open and I don't know how to hide things and I could never live that life. And it's not a, a life I would wish upon my worst enemy. And I, I don't think that's how we change anything, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think with the, with the gender thing, yeah, it's massive and it's still scary. It's terrifying. And especially, you know, like playing a role like this, I do feel the weight of the entire trans community on my shoulders. <laughs> um, and it's scary because, um, you know, I'm like, oh, God, am I doing this right? And it's uh, this what I keep telling myself with this role is, like, just act from your own experience. You can't go wrong if mm-hmm. it's true for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way I, I can't be wrong because it's, it's about me, you know? Yeah, exactly. um, and so I don't feel like I'm misrepresenting anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it, of course, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And not all like trans, not all trans people have the same experience. So I think God no. And as long as you're drawing on something, you can't go wrong with it because exactly everybody has a different experience. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think playing trans and playing trans roles is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, because and you know, like I, this is not to say this is where it gets confusing, and I think people get a bit offended or mm-hmm. muddled. Is this is not to say that cisgender people will never be able to play trans roles. Like mm-hmm. it's just that um, Jill Soloway words it really well. I think it was Jill Soloway, maybe someone else. They said until every transgender woman is seen for the roles that a cisgender woman can go for, yes. then it's not fair for cisgender women to take trans roles. Okay. That's yeah. not fair because that takes away, you know what I mean? The, the opportunities are in balance. So until then, I just think trans people need to be playing trans people because there's so few roles mm-hmm. that are available for trans actors. And then hopefully one day we all get to a point where we can all play everything and it's great and it's all even playing field. Yeah. But right now it's not, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, but it's so complicated. This is an interesting argument because this is something that I've been quite vocal about, um, both on the podcast and on social media, um, mm. because I am a, a very big – the reason I came into the Wentworth show was because of Maxine um it was the first time I'd Mm -hmm. seen um uh a trans role really be very prominent in in a show yeah um Mm -hmm. and before that point I was like I I thoroughly believe like trans people only trans people should play trans roles Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then kind of Maxine came along and I think Socks did such a great job with Maxine. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't know how the casting happened with that. I think if a trans woman had been pushed aside for that role, I think I would probably have a different view. But I do believe that he played the role spectacularly. Oh, he was magnificent. He was so brilliant. Yeah. And like, so, but you believe, it's so authentic. You believed all of it. Um, and I just think it's it's about going, like what I used to say before I identified this way, I would always say, can you just please look a little bit harder? Mm. And if you still can't find anything, then come to me, but please look hard. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that's a really important step. Um, that's kind of what confu- confused my outlook and I'm still kind of exploring my own kind of view on that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, there's no hard and fast rule, you know, like, no. I think it's it's great. People think it's so black and white, but it's really great, especially with casting and especially with all this stuff. Like, this is uncharted territory, so we're all just working it out together. And like I said, this is not to say that no cisgender actor will ever be able to play yeah. trans role again. I don't know yeah. what the future holds. I just think for now it's representation is so important. And for me, whenever, like, even with gay people playing gay roles, I'm like, mm. oh, it just means so much more for me when I see somebody who's lived it. Oh, yeah, this is another you know? thing. Because, I mean, there was arguments many years ago about um, only gay actors playing gay roles. Um, yeah. And I hope we're now getting towards a point where sexuality is very non-matter. It's, it's a non-subject. Yeah. Maybe this is the same... Well, hopefully this is the same route that gender identity is also taking. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. Mm. And I think it's so exciting to feel change happening like I think the change happening in the industry with the Me Too movement with representation yeah. like we've grown like 50 years in the space of two years incredible. but I, we've still got a long way to go yeah. you know this is just the rumblings of the beginning mm. and I, yeah I, it's exciting but it's also like whew, the more the more progress we make the further you realize you have to go I think yeah certainly what do you think we can do as just everyday people to educate and to push the direction in a forwards motion i think to asking pronoun is is the big one and not assuming like what we talked about um being patient with people and understanding like what we talked about before like understanding everyone's in a different place with their journey and not judging them for that and really trying to understand where they're coming from when they don't understand Mm. um I think I just think keep talking about it, you know, like it's not gonna go away. Mm. And so we gotta we gotta keep the conversation alive because it's alive now, but this fire is burning and it can't go out. Yeah. And I feel really strongly about that. because um, you know, like the oh my god, the trans women of colour that have died this year still. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just and so just mm. reminding people that this is this is just the beginning. Yeah. You know, and getting everyone on board and explaining how to be a good ally. Um, and being kind, like that's something I think Susie Porter is probably one of the kindest people I've ever met. Mm. And I did my first job with her and she, just the way she approaches everything is with kindness. Mm. Um, and that's, how, I think the only way, you know, yeah. and it's hard when some people are so, so awful about things. Um, but I think kindness and empathy mm. and trying to understand someone else's situation yeah will help them try and understand yours yeah and I think that that's a really good point I mean you've got to be kind yeah my main rule is that if if ever anybody says something ignorant or something that is meant to offend always face it with kindness because that's not what they're expecting 
Absolutely. And that's hard. And that is a skill I'm still learning and I still struggle with. Mm. But like, I don't know if you saw this thing that, you know, Rain Dove, that model? Yes. Yes. Um, they posted recently and it's this mum of a, mm. of a genderqueer child um, messaging them on Instagram, just like attacking them, being like, you pervert, you made my child sick because mm. now she wants a binder for Christmas, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, and then Rain Dove is just so, they just talk, they meet them at that place. And like, I'm so sorry um, that you feel this way. It's only because you care so much. Let me talk you through it. Anyway, they, the mum's still attacking them. And then they get to this place where the mum goes like, thank you so much. Can I ask you any questions if I have more? I'm so sorry mm. that I was so aggressive at the start. It's just because I'm worried. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. That's what happens when you make people with kindness. They hear you and they listen and things change. Yeah. You know? And that's the only way that you're going to start a conversation. Yeah. About it. Can't, can't fight fire with fire. Yeah. And this is what I thoroughly believe in. I've I, I've had to learn it the hard way. Mm. And it's 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 a point of being kind to yourself as well. You know, you absolutely you need to look after yourself and not get angry. Um, yeah. So I think it works. And well, also respecting, yeah, and respecting your own boundaries when you go, okay, mm. I actually can't engage in this right now, and I don't think that I have it in me to be empathetic right now. So I'm just going to step away. Yes, I think it's just as important. Yeah, and that takes me on to another point is whose job is it to edu- educate people because mm. the, there's a lot of people both in the community and outside the community who are like, no, it's not my job. I've put enough yeah. emotional labour into this, it's not my job. And then there are other people that think the complete opposite. I personally think there's a middle mm. ground, like look after yourself. Yeah, it's really personal, I guess. Like, you know, like every trans person, genetically person is such a different experience. And I think um, you just have to make that call for yourself. Like I think some people just feel like I have been to hell and back with this and I just don't have it in me to educate people. That's not my job. But for me, like my, I have been very lucky, you know, and I live in a, in a place where I'm safe and I have people around me who are predominantly queer and like, you know, my family is so supportive. Like I, so I feel like because I've come from that, place of I guess privilege mm. in a sense I, can, I have it in me yeah to want to want to help people understand and fight other battles you know mm. like that aren't my, like it, you know aboriginal rights in Australia it's, it's massive and what's happening here is I, I don't know how much you know about it but it's just mm. horrific and it's like there's this amazing movie pride I don't know if you've seen yes, it have, um yeah, yeah. and that, there's that scene where he's like he, the minor takes the gay man's hand and he's yeah. like, this is what it's about. You support me. I support you wherever you are, um, whoever you are, wherever you come from. Um, and it's like, you know, I don't understand how you can support trans rights and not First Nations rights. And that's exactly how I mm. feel. It's like any, anyone who's experienced any marginalization, we've got to fight. We're all fighting the same fight, you know? Yeah. And so we've got to look after each other. And so I think it's so important. Advocacy is so important, but I also completely respect people who are like, I live it and I don't have room to do anything else with that. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring up the um, subject. And I, I've thought long and hard about how to introduce this subject, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel there is a way that I can do it uh, without inserting my own prejudice into it. So I'm going to just say the sure. words, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Mm. Yeah, sure. Yes. So Complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, she, yeah, she kind of... With all the respect to her, she has started many a conversation. And that is something 
that I'm grateful for as um, a trans person. Yep. There is a lot I'm not grateful for as a trans person from Caitlyn yep. Jenner. Um, but I just wanted to your take on kind of the positivity outweighing the negativity of, you know, people within the community. Because Caitlyn Jenner isn't the only voice in the community that's made us catch our breath a little bit. Yep. Is it such a thing that the, the positive can outweigh the negative? Oh, I don't know. I think, like... Everyone's experience is so individual and so distinct. It's just hard when some people have a massive profile mm. and they say things that maybe aren't accurately representative of all trans people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's so it's so murky. I mean, as I said, I think that, that she started many a conversation. Yes. And actually, in terms of quite a lot of conversations I've had with people who had never come across being trans before or being non-binary, um, that I've come out to and they've said, oh, like Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, yeah. that's given me a way into the conversation. Yeah. But I would hate for them to just have the view of being trans based on Caitlyn Jenner. Um, yeah. But I think you could say that for, could you say that for any trans person? Because nobody's got the same experience. Well, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I mean, like, people are people and they're always going to say things we don't agree with. And whether they're, and it just happens, happens that she is a part of our community, you know, mm. and that's like... I think to not conflate anyone's experience with anyone else's. That's why I think um, representation in film and TV and theatre is, and any arts is so important because yes. it gives people a whole other way in and a whole other take in it and a perhaps a more emotional take on it because that's yeah. what art is, you know? So it's another way in and mm. another way of understanding. Yeah. And it's also how people end up coming out to themselves is, I think, yeah. through media a lot of the time. I mean, for me, it was Boys Don't Cry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen oh, it. I don't. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was that film. I was watching it with my mum and I was like, oh, hell. Yeah. This is me. I know a lot of pe- for a lot of people it was um, Max in the L word from my generation. So I think media is a way for people to not only come out to and talk to families and stuff like that, but also start the internal conversations in their head about who they are. Well, yeah, confront it with yourself. Mm. That's the most important. It's the biggest one. Yeah. That's the one you have to live with. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think media is is so important and the representation. Of it's vital. Yeah. And I think we've got to be very, very careful about how it's done. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I think it applies just as much for, you know, GNC people and queer mm-hmm. people as much as it does for people who don't identify that way. Yeah. Um because they get to go, oh, okay, that's what it's like. Yeah. You know, that's what art is, is you get to live in somebody else's shoes for two hours or however long you watch it for, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why accurate representation is really important because we, don't, we just don't want to be sending in the wrong message. Yeah. We can't, we can't afford to, you know? Yeah. And the one thing that I'm, I'm really, really loving at the moment is the kind of explosion of... Um, LGBT secondary characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think it's great to have primary characters who are LGBT. Do, do, don't get me wrong, it is great. But there's also something yeah. really special about having a secondary character that's LGBT where the story isn't yeah. surrounded by it. Just about that. Yeah, totally. And it's just like, oh, this person's in the LGBT community. That's how I felt about... Have you seen Euphoria? I haven't, no. Oh, my God, it's so brilliant. You have to watch it. Um but there's a character, Jules, played by Hunter Schaefer, and she's trans, but they just never mention it. It's never said. It's never talked about. Like, it's kind of a part of the plot, but not really. And I was like, oh, my God, she's just allowed to be a character. 
just like every other character is just mm. allowed to be a character and their identity politics don't come into play. You know, like that's what I hope the future looks like is where it's, yeah. it's just not a thing unless yeah. it is an integral part of the story. It's allowed to not be a thing. Mm. You know, just like somebody being straight isn't a thing. Yes. And I think we're starting to get to that point in terms of, uh, I don't think we're quite there with bisexual community, but maybe lesbian and gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're kind of reaching that point. Some may argue yeah. quite far off, but. Yeah, I think in Australia, we've got a little way to go. <laughs> I think there's always a, a, I think there's a way to go everywhere, but I think we're reaching, we're coming to yeah. a point. Absolutely. It's yeah. so much better than it was. Oh my oh, god. Blimey. I mean I'm I'm currently watching All Saints from I Oh think yeah. I, <laughs> I think I'm I'm in like nineteen ninety eight at the moment. Um wow. and to see how far we've come since then. Yeah. It's quite amazing. Yeah, it's astonishing. That's a real kind of reality check to watch. Absolutely. That. Mm. Absolutely. If you ever need need to make yourself feel better about the state of, uh, <laughs> state of the yeah. world, go, go back and watch something from the 90s. Watch uh, All Saints, <laughs> yeah. And it's also like that's a total respect for, you know, the time that that was. And, like, yeah. you know, even in Friends, there's some terribly homophobic and racist stuff and yeah. misogynistic stuff. But understanding things in the context of the time is also important. Yes, I was going you know? to bring us on to Friends, actually. I'm really glad you brought that up. Because there is a lot of, like, I, I don't want to use the word millennials because I technically am one, I think. But um, there's a lot of millennials um, who are quite disgusted by Friends. Yeah. I mean, I do understand when I take it from the point of view of it's come out today. Yeah. But having been brought up on Friends, it's quite yeah. difficult to see it from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching an episode about Chandler's dad the other day, who is a trans woman. Oh, my God, I forgot about that bit. Yeah. yeah. And then I was I was watching it for the first time since I was about 15 or 16, and it hit mm. me how awful this would be if you were watching it for the first time today. Oh, yeah, I've completely yes. forgot about that part. So you, have to, you do have to keep it in yeah. the context of the time. totally what's like with you know good good plays and stuff like it's the same some of those really great ones like the millers and the tennessee williams Mm -hmm. and the shakespeare like why they talk about women ain't so great sometimes um Mm -hmm. but when you watch it in its context like when it's set in the 50s or it's set back in the day like you just go okay this speaks volumes about how far we've come but also what stayed the same you know that's why I think keeping things in their context a lot of the time is quite important yeah or else sometimes it just doesn't make sense (laughs) it's like what are we saying yeah and as as you said it it lets us know how far we've come but also how far we've got to go still and it can be a bit of a reality check sometimes of okay that's moved Mm -hmm. on so much but how come that's still acceptable absolutely and I think in terms of gender equality as well I mean, other things we've come so far in, and then gender equality, you yeah. look at some of the things that are still being done and said on award yep. shows, and you're like, how yep. is that okay? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary. And the fact that, um, I mean, we've had strikes this past week in the UK about um, inequality of pay. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around it anymore. I do, like, It's just like, how are we still here? You know, and I think optimism is so important. I saw this thing the other day. I think I can't remember who said it. Um, famous quote, and it was like, "Optimism is a political act because we have you have to act as if it were possible to change the world, yeah. or else no one would ever do anything." Yeah. But here, when you hear things like that, and you hear about 
black people being shot in their community, like it does make it a little bit hard (laughs) to remain optimistic, you know. That's Um, where the anger thing comes in. Absolutely. You know, you you need a certain level to push change. Yep. Because you need to stand up and say, this is not okay. Exactly. Exactly. Just before we wrap up, I wanted to talk about kind of your journey, if that's okay, if you're comfortable with doing it. Go for it, it. yeah. Throughout your kind of childhood, teenage years, what was kind of your journey um, in coming to terms with being LGBTQ and then going into that community and then being a public figure? Oh, it was a, it was a time. It was, I mean, <laughs> I was very lucky. Like, uh, I grew up with the best family ever and the best friends ever and had a lot of gay friends. Mm. Um, and so it was ne- it was not like a – obviously internally I was like, oh, my God, I think I might be this. But mm. there was never anything around me telling me that wasn't okay. And I feel extremely lucky because mm. I know that is not the case for most people. Yeah. Um, and so it was, a, it was never – I kind of just was like, okay, cool, next. <laughs> um, and then I got into acting um, kind of by mistake. Um, but you know, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> um, it, so I just kind of started that and got my first role, which was on Janet King, which was a show with two lesbian leads, um, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And, you know, being around that, I was like, okay, I, I'm a part of a story that I believe in. That's really cool. And especially for a first job, it's definitely not always that way. And I think, I, I don't know, I just think it's, it's a really interesting time we're living in because with especially with actors at the moment, it feels like your personal life and what you stand for and what you represent is so tied in with your work, mm. which I don't know if it's, it's been like this before. Maybe it always has been and I'm ignorant. I don't know, but it just feels like everyone's really wearing their identity on their sleeve and I think it's a great thing and I think it's raising a lot of awareness but I also think you have to save some for home and that's something I'm learning to do at the moment is just go like oh you don't have to give it all to the fight yeah you know like do save put boundaries in place you know Mm. um I think that's really important too but yeah and so did the whole acting thing and I just I feel I cannot explain how grateful I am and how lucky I have been to to walk through the doors that I have but yeah I think with the whole with the whole gender thing, it's been hard. It's been really hard. And playing this role has challenged me in ways I did not know were possible and made me think about things in myself that are mm. quite confronting. Um, but also then, like, you know, when they call action, it's just the best feeling in the world and getting to live in, in a skin that you understand mm. and that you feel so close to. That doesn't happen very often. Mm. You know, like the roles I played before this have been really feminine and um, like young girls, young, naive girls. Um, you know, like I did a play called A View to the Bridge for two years. But um, I don't know if you know what Arthur Miller play. Um, a, a 17 year old in the 1950s she's just like the epitome of naive female sexuality um, and her uncle falls in love with her and it's like it's just it's like heartbreaking play ever um, but like you know having to wear a dress every night I was like mm. oh, this is so weird <laughs> um, and so getting to play a character where I like everything Rev wears I'm like oh I'd wear that like just <laughs> There's a level of uh, you close the gap between you and the character a little bit more. Yeah. And that's pretty hard but pretty great. Mm. It means that the emotional stuff hits home a little bit more because it, 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 there's more of you in it. Um, mm. But it's also like, oh, my God, how lucky, you know, to get to tell a story that I identify with wholeheartedly. Mm. And hopefully that reflects on screen to people as well. Yeah. But- I think, like, there's been moments where I'm like, whew, 
that that one was for the trans community, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's yeah, you know, like it's it's pretty special. And so I hope people feel like they can identify with it, but also at the same time I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> this is just this person I built. Mm. I hope you like him, <laughs> um, you know, like, so who knows? But, yeah, I've been, I've been incredibly fortunate with the people I'm surrounded by and the way I've come into my queerness. I, I think I've had it a little bit easier than most people, which is why I feel like I can then use my voice to be, mm. you know, loud about it and honest about it because I'm like, it has been relatively okay for me you know, it comes with its big, big challenges, but yeah. I feel like I can take one for the team. Yeah, one of one of my things with education is a, a lot of people have had it a lot worse than me. So yep. if yep. you don't want to put in the emotional labour, that is fine. Give it to me. Yeah. And yeah, I'm also one of the hardest people in the world to offend. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I just, yeah, with like trans, trans women of colour, I'm like the shit you have mm. been dragged through over the past year, mm. like, man, you just do whatever you need, you know what I mean? Like, mm. that's, you, there's yeah. no pressure on anyone who feels like this This mm. world has been too hard on them. It's like, it is not your job to educate people on it. It's not your job to talk about it if you don't want to. You set those boundaries yeah. for yourself. But I think for us, yeah. we've been a bit lucky, you know? Yeah, I've come from a, a place of privilege um, and therefore, you know, I feel that I should, use that for a positive for other people absolutely riding that wave and I saw this really great thing the other day and it was like um I understand that people are listening to me because I may be more palatable than other people in my community and I was like oh Mm -hmm. that's interesting I don't know if I necessarily fully identify with it but like it's just quite interesting the people the world chooses to listen to um, and they're often yeah. quite attractive and quite, do you know what I mean? Like there's all mm-hmm. these little weird yeah. things that make you be heard a little bit louder than everyone else. And it's like, if you are being heard, mm. then that's a privilege. You take it and you run with it. You have a, you're indebted yeah. to your communities, you know, to yeah. represent them. Yeah. Make the voices louder of the people exactly. that are struggling to be exactly. heard. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, I, I'm really excited to see where things go with Reb next season. Hey, thank you. Um, and I was so excited when uh, they announced that there's going to be a trans trans character in there and then I found out that you were playing the trans character and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like Christmas's birthdays all come at once. Um, so I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, and I think Thank you so much. I can't wait to have another conversation with you in the future, if you're happy with it, um, about... Absolutely. Because I really want to tra- discuss trans people in prison, but I feel like that ties yeah. too closely into the story to be able to go yes, into Yes, we have to be a little bit quiet about it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe after the season's um, aired, we'll, ha- we'll have another chat. Totally, absolutely. Thank Heaven. you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you so much for downloading. Don't forget to comment, rate and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms and also to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a Facebook group. Join it. It's fun. It's nice. It's a cozy area to be in. And most of all, don't forget, always stay slotty. Bye.